Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. What a fine Saturday matinee to you, Steve Sarmento. Good morning, Pete Wright. You sound you sound less awake than you usually do. I don't know. Did you just roll out of bed? 
No, no, no. I've been up for for a bit. It's just I, I, I don't know. It's one of those Saturdays. It was a busy you know, week. It, is, it sounds dark where you are. Right it now. sounds I know that, dark. It, it sounds dark. <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to keep people from waking up. <laughs> no, I think one of them is up and about, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, I'm recording in a different room. Maybe the room tone is oh, different. Maybe so that's that may it. it. That's perfect. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Sounds sounds all muted. Okay, like you're in a closet. That's perfect. <laughs> perfect podcasting location. Yes, I, I built a little tiny secluded room. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I. And then when I'm done, I put the lotion in the basket, and then they let me out. <laughs> That's right. What do you uh, What do you think about this film struck thing? Oh, it, it it saddens me for multiple reasons. One, I was. Considering, you know, maybe it was about time to to add that to the list of services that I was subscribing to. I was disappointed. I think that was actually in their cancellation uh, press release that if only Steve Sarmento had signed, it would have pushed us over the edge. Well, the the issue, Criterion used to be part of Hulu and then they they left to be part of Filmstruck and which that was fine i was like okay that's filmstruck was built as you know a particular type of streaming service for a particular set of of film fans and then what really irritated me in the the article i read they said oh well you know filmstruck was for a very niche audience i'm like well you made it that way so right so don't say oh well it just wasn't you know taking off well you made it like custom built for this like you know particular set of film fans so don't use that as an excuse now i i hope as they pull that back that they'll continue to maybe roll that into a larger service you know everything that was in filmstruck and all the criterion will be in whatever they do decide to launch because there are so many films that are really difficult to find. And that's that's what I was looking forward to, to Filmstruck. I said, it's it's not something I'm going to watch with the frequency that I do Netflix and Hulu, but there's a lot of stuff in there that when the mood strikes, that's the film I want to watch. That's going to be the place I'm going to go to get it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly, that was, that was exactly my place. And uh, especially, you know, for some of the movies we do on this show, some of those movies are hard to find and Filmstruck was the place to find them. So uh, it's, it's, it's frustrating and short lived. And, uh, you know, I just don't have a whole lot of faith in, uh, you know, Time Warner's strategy for 2019, you know, streaming service that's going to fill all those holes i think they, they you know I, I don't have a lot of faith in time warner as a as a uh, film uh friendly yes. service yeah uh and and so that's that's really frustrating that's really frustrating so uh you know i it, it is officially what it is well I, what what i found interesting in, in the article that i read was that you know they, they sort of tracked studios responses to things like netflix where it was like oh yeah that's that's not going to become a thing oh it is a thing well let's let's sell chunks of our catalog then we can make some money on this stuff and then yeah oh crap they're they're gonna be they're pushing us out of a market that we didn't know we needed to be part of so now we're gonna take our stuff back and we're gonna try and launch our own which now you're gonna have you know all these studios are trying to compete with their own streaming services and it's like you're you're it reminds me of the whole like netflix blockbuster thing of you didn't take them seriously 
you're now trying to get in there and it's probably too late. They, they own that, you know, the whole yeah. DVD by mail thing. There's a really good book called Netflix about that whole thing and how ba- Blockbuster basically shot itself in the foot trying to take on Netflix. And I'm, I know a lot of these, you know, studios have a lot more money to throw around, but it's not just about money. It's not just about, you know, access. There's so many things about sort of, I guess, cult, cultivating your catalog and and your identity and netflix has always been like hey we're gonna we're we're the place to go and so what what can any of these studios do time warner you know paramount any of these what are they gonna do say oh well we're here's our movies mm-hmm. that's right that's <laughs> right and well the difference here with time warner is that you know time warner is also a um uh, transmission Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, has the means of transmission, and so this is this this is where it can it has a potential to get pretty ugly. Like we'd we'd love to to uh, have a fantastic and robust digital service of all the content that we own. If you're a customer, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And that's a that's a uh, scary potential future. And you know, international uh, release too. Like, I mean, I, I think there were. Uh, I I don't know what how Filmstruck. Uh, you know what Filmstruck's angle was for uh, you know outside of the United States. You know, was it a was it a big international player? Is it was it something that you know friends in other countries could access? Oh yeah, I I I doubt it. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> pretty safe. That is a pretty safe yeah. response. Anyway, I guess well Disney's yeah, so you know getting geared up to launch theirs, and to me that's exactly the, that's the one that I think will be interesting to see because they. They have the the range and scope of, you know, a lot of content that they own that they can that audiences are going to show up for when you say, you know, and I guess that's it. That's the branding piece. It's like, oh, it's yeah, Time they're Warner. the pop culture play. Yeah, people yeah. people know what a Disney is. They know they're going to get the Marvel stuff. They know they're going to get, you yeah. know, everything that they own. When Time Warner launches, it's like, OK, you. Which movies are you again? Because people don't yeah, pay right. attention to that. They've seen well, the also logos. Time Warner <laughs> is it's more associated with you know customer service oh, sure. troubles. You yeah, know, they, they, but they can name it. But then you say, oh, it's the Warner Brothers catalog. I'm like, okay. Oh, I don't um, know. Yeah, I know Disney. I know what I can get there. But they've never branded like, oh, you know, oh, I know Casablanca is going to be there because I know they own that versus Paramount or Universal. No, nobody knows which studio owns which because everything's been marketed about the actors. If it was the Tom Cruise, you know, streaming channel, then people would be like, oh, yeah, I know what I can get there. Well, and, and you know, we're looking at Warner Brothers movies. We're looking at DC. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we yes, rather, yeah. Are you, are you team? And those are their big, big current blockbusters. You right. know what I mean? Like. Uh, yeah. and so that's, um, but yeah, I would, I would challenge most, yeah. you know, challenge these students to go out to the general public and whatever their top franchises and, and throw a list of franchises and say, Oh, okay. Lord of the Rings, mission impossible, Star Trek. Do you know which studios these are? No, mm-hmm. nobody cares because that's not where right. they're going. That, to me, that's the big barrier that I think they're going to have to overcome is I create an identity associated with that content because it hasn't happened. Now they do have Harry Potter. Yeah, they do have. Harry no, they, Potter. they do. Sure. But do people know that? Maybe. They've got the Meg, Steve. They've got the Meg. Sure. Okay. <laughs> what about Rampage? They've got Rampage, Steve. Oh, They've okay. got Rampage okay. and the Meg. Oh. Rampage and the Meg. Okay. That's so the entire the... service is going to be branded around. It's going to be branded around movies for your 
sun. There you go. Right. And Geostorm, yes. right? They, do they have Geostorm? Ge- do they have, do I, they have I Jesus don't, I don't, Geostorm? I don't know. Probably. I don't, I don't you know, know what? Probably. I'm looking that up. Uh, <laughs> they do. They do have Geostorm. That was, and in fact, that was released between Blade Runner 2049 and Justice League. Oh. Just so we know. And then the Disaster Artist. They, um, you know. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's not as if they don't have a sun catalog. I feel like we're dismissing the Warner no, Brothers they, catalog they, a little bit. They do, but, but they, they don't have an identity where people say, yeah, oh, they it's don't have the, that the type of movie. Singular where, identity. Yes, Disney, yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, you've got family-friendly stuff, the, the, these classic properties and characters, but people just don't identify a studio with a particular thing. Maybe they'll start leveraging DC to whatever success, and then Harry Potter and whatever other content that they have that i don't know about because i don't pay attention to studios so the i there is a a comprehensive list on uh, of course uh wikipedia which they're probably trying to acquire yeah um uh, but it it is a it's a substantial list and i am surprising myself here with the number of movies that i forgot uh were originally uh, warner properties um it's obviously a massive uh massive bank uh to go back to but you know it's a, a, interesting comment the the um uh steam robot uh steven Spart says in our chat you know i wonder how popular the amazon channels are right mgm yeah those the amazon channels i man there's another company that just seems to have money to burn in this regard and they seem to be playing the the netflix game of just throw money at a problem yeah you want content throw money at the problem uh, and uh, they've got some interesting things going on there, and I I dismiss Amazon. It's always the, the last place I go when I can't find a movie, but yeah, it, it I'm often surprised that it's the place that has the movie that I want to watch. Yes, I'm in the same boat. I'm like, oh, oh, they have that, and they have that, and mm-hmm. yeah, and Amazon Prime, and I just uh, watched the first episode of the uh, what's the John Krasinski uh, Jack Ryan. Yeah, uh, watched the first episode of that, and thought, yeah, okay. This is, as far as original content, I, I will stick around and probably finish off that uh, season and see where things go. And yeah. I have not been lured into a lot of the other, you know, shows that Amazon has done. And again, because it's usually not my priority to go to, but I think they're mm-hmm. they're starting to become a player. It's it's sort of what I saw happen with Hulu, where their original content was like there was nothing. And then all of a sudden they started bringing bringing some a game, and they I remember there was a chunk of movies that suddenly disappeared from Netflix and showed up on Hulu, and I was like, oh, yeah. they're they are now negotiating some some deals for content. So yeah, we'll we'll see Amazon get there. Uh, well, there's you know that and and Apple. I mean, the reports of Apple investing heavily in original content yeah, and about- original content <laughs> that is family family friendly. Yeah, let's say yes. Uh, and uh, so, you know, if anything, um, you know, they're they're talking. The rumors are that Apple's going to be spending Netflix money yeah. uh, by 2020 um, for for co- original content on the Apple TV. Well, um, that, you know, and speaking of money to burn, I mean, Apple's got that. And that's the interesting, you know, situation I see with Apple and Amazon. They have other new, other revenue streams that they can leverage. Like, oh, okay, well, we're selling a ridiculous amount of iPads this year. Great. We can, that's money that can go into developing content. Netflix depends solely on its subscribers. And right. you hit a certain saturation point. It's like, doesn't matter if you've got, you know, 8 million subscribers and some are watching every single day. It has nothing to do with eyeballs, any of that stuff. It's like, 
it could have 8 million subscribers that watch, you know, 10 hours a week or 100 hours a week. It's not changing their revenue. So their only thing is to get more subscribers and they, they'll hit a saturation point and then I don't know what they'll do. They right. have no other way to. Now, I know, I think I've seen they've taken some of their original content. You can buy like Stranger Things on Blu-ray and DVD. So there, there's some some other, you know, pieces out there, but not significant significant enough that i could see them saying oh we've got another you know pot of cash that we can be drawing from so well i think they kind of have to right i mean yeah. so many of the rules around um uh, you know around well awards in the first place sure. right i mean it would be they they have to play in the other channels in in order to be um in, in order to be recognized uh and I, I think that's an interesting thing for netflix and that's and and amazon that that they suddenly have theatrical release dates and then they have you know uh, they have ways to get their content that is not um you know uh, just on their service Pete, uh, Pete. can you get like can you get stranger things you know if you can get it on blu-ray can you get it in like the itunes store have you checked? i don't think so i i don't know that's i haven't checked but I don't, I don't think so. No. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's available. Yeah. So uh, speaking of Netflix making their content available, you know, sort of theatrically, mm -hmm. that's going to take us into trailers, and it's going to take us to my trailer. Yes, it is because it's a Netflix <sighs> that's doing. This is always really interesting because they they did this. They've done this a couple times. This one, I think will be interesting to watch because it's it's coming out december 21st you know in select theaters and on netflix so but this is one that i can see audiences showing up in theaters to see this and what i'm talking about is the latest film with uh we've got sandra it's it's like a little reunion here from motions hey right because we've got yeah. uh, sarah paulson and, and sandra bullock and this is bird box uh and i believe we talked about this in the back channels when we were having discussions about a quiet place because this is sort of like instead of a hearing thing it's a vision thing so you've got some strange things going on and you have to be blindfolded and otherwise the monsters get you they make you see horrible things people are you know dying because of the things they're seeing and so we've got a world where people have to move around blindfolded so they depend on their hearing uh, so it's sort of a different shift. And this is based on a, a novel uh, by Josh Mallerman. And what really caught my eye when I was watching this trailer was uh, said like Academy Award winning director, Suzanne Beer. And I thought, there's not that many women that have won Oscars. Wait a second. What is this? And I, I, like, I know this name, but it's best foreign picture. And that was, uh, the name is going to slip my mind, but the fact that Netflix is getting that caliber director on original content with this type of cast with a near Christmas release date to me looks like everything is moving along. And from the trailer, it hooked me in right away. Got to, you know, anything with a, a parent and kids is going to pull up the heartstrings for anybody that's a parent about protecting your kids just as a quiet place did. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to this one and i i'm wishing netflix all the success that i think they deserve for pulling something off like this it's just right in my wheelhouse of should be one of my favorite movies of the year if everything comes together i have you read the book 
I just checked it out from the library because I'm going to start into this. I looked, I'm like, oh, that's not too too hefty of a tome to sort of breeze through over the next couple of weeks. So yeah. I'm going to check that out. This was one, I, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was, this is when we were talking about in, in Discord, I, I thought, you know, just wouldn't it be funny if, and my head spun off in all kinds of fanciful directions about how taking away somebody's sight during an action movie <laughs> would be would be just comical when you know nobody can see anything and uh, then it was uh, JJ and Tommy uh, yeah. who both read and loved this book so I dove into it and I have to tell you I was a huge fan of this book I devoured it and uh, found it really compelling uh it's told in uh, you know it, it breaks up the timeline um you know of the narrative in, in all kinds of funny ways so it'll be interesting to see how uh the movie handles um uh, effectively flashbacks but really it's it's kind of three parallel um you know times that are are kind of happening all at once and and uh, see how our characters uh, you got to see that in the trailer if you if yes. you've read the book you yeah. get a sense of how they they play with time a little bit um but the cast it blows me away i mean it's just a well, wonderful to see john malkovich on screen with the you know we've got bd wong too i mean it just looks it, it just looks great um and uh yeah the the book it turned me around it's it's no joke it's no joke but but next uh, what's the next sense to go taste the next sense is taste don't taste anything when, or else you're gonna be in when, trouble that's <laughs> okay. right that's right that's it you can't taste uh so i'm i'm looking very uh, very very much forward to this one and uh, i just the poster is is just haunting if you haven't seen it yet it's uh you know sandra bullock and the kids with their yeah. blindfolds on it's just uh, it's kind of a it, it's it's like a blindfolded children of men aesthetic yeah you know it oh yeah feels like that to me so, yes. Um, yeah. Looks looks great. Yeah. December twenty first. When do we get it? December twenty first. So it looks okay. like some select theaters. I never know what that means. And then Netflix. So, but this is one that, yeah. I with most of the other like Netflix things, like this is one though that I'm not wouldn't be content to say I'm just going to watch this at home. This looks like something that you know, immersive in the theater group experience type of stuff that's going to make this one really that much more enjoyable. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, you're supposed to wear a blindfold while you actually watch the movie. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Anything you see can make you crazy. <laughs> crazy. All right. All right. Well, uh, mine, it was a tough week for me. I ended up with, I feel like bottom of the barrel trailers and uh, until bottom of the barrel trailer until I ran into uh, this uh, Vox Lux. Vox oh, Lux is a new Natalie Portman uh, movie, which I think she probably landed because of her uh, stints on uh, <laughs> SNL. Uh, I feel like that, <laughs> that, that could have built into that. Yeah. If they did the <laughs> SNL shorts version of a movie of Natalie Portland, Portman uh, going uh, crazy as a, as a, uh, pop star uh, this is this is that film um it, and it's really interesting you look at the movie and it's a, it looks like a pop star um you know trying to find her way in the world you know it's kind of a lady gaga style of pop star uh and she's she's not sure how to make sense of the world directed by Bla bradley uh, brady brady corbett directed by brady corbett uh and written also by brady corbett uh and it stars natalie portman and jude law uh, among other folks and then 
uh, you read a little bit more of a detailed synopsis and I, I'm, I'm even more interested. Uh, the film begins in 99 with teenage sisters Celeste and Eleanor who've survived a seismic violent tragedy. They compose and perform a song about their experience, making something lovely and cathartic out of catastrophe and launching their singing careers. That draws the attention of Jude Law, and they, uh, who's a produ- manager, producer, and they become famous. Then we jump to 2017, and Celeste is 31 years old with a daughter, and, and we get to see another tragedy unfold and how she deals with that. So it's, it actually ends up being kind of a story of, of uh, you know, her living with PTSD in a high-pressure uh, career, and uh, I think that description for me makes it even more of a compelling watch, uh, you know, than the trailer does on its own. And the trailer is already, I think, lovely and showcases uh, what is sure to be um, a, a wonderful Natalie Portman performance. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I was excited about this. And as the trailer was pulling me in, I thought, OK, who's behind this? This because I'm looking at this cast and I thought oh, this this is a really solid cast that's you know if they're committing to this and just looking at the what the the style what the story's about i thought there's who is the talent behind this who's who's pulling this together and then it's this this guy that i've never heard of brady corbett and then i'm like where would i know him from and then i look at his filmography and i'm like oh wow he's been in a lot of things i've seen but he's just one of those guys that blends in uh martha marcy may marlene melancholia clouds of sills maria funny games force majeure which i have not seen yet and i know it's on my list of things that i need to see uh but yeah just a real mix of, of films that are not your mainstream movies and i thought he's worked with a lot of different directors here so i'm really interested to see what he's learned and what he's bringing because clearly he's been paying attention he's been learning because this thing looks amazing to take on an epic story like this uh and and the performances from natalie portman and jude law which i'm like i'm trying to rack my brain in my sort of you know six degrees of kevin bacon they've been in a couple things before but i can't recall what it is because i'm like i've seen them before they've been in stuff before so it's nice to see them back uh together and it's really i don't it it seems like as you said sort of like natalie portman i get more natalie portman out of this than other things that i've seen her in where it's clear she's playing characters this one it seems like i don't know if it's the accent other things it just seems like this is a little bit more perhaps personal of you know dealing with fame celebrity the wanting to you know yell at people when they want to take pictures of you in public all that stuff uh to let all that out that's probably been building up you know since you know she's been in you know front of the camera you know a good chunk of her life uh closer closer yes that's right yes okay yep uh yeah Uh, mike nichols that's the one uh yeah i'm i am right with you um I, I feel like this was, I can't believe uh, that you caught Brady Corbett was in force majeure. And I, and I totally missed it because he's like the American that's in force majeure <laughs> and, and he really sticks out. I think his character is actually called American in the movie. Uh, actually, so, uh, according to Wikipedia, his character's name is Brady. 
So I don't, you know, (laughs) Brady, Uh, but Force Majeure was a wonderful uh, film. And uh, anyway, yes, totally worth seeing. Uh, But yeah, you're right. Man, what this guy got a nice uh, catalog of movies in which he has been uh, an actor. He's written um, a a couple of other things uh, that I have not seen. The Sleepwalker in 2014. That's news to me. Um, Wow. Feels feels like something that uh should have been a trailer pick yeah <laughs> i wonder if it was a trailer pick <laughs> I have to uh, any, anyhow but we'll see yeah. um yeah uh and is, he has directed it looks like just uh, uh protect you and me a short and then uh the childhood of a leader um from 2015 uh and that also looks like something that probably we're going to want to catch up on yeah. it does crest the imdb six star rule oh, so uh this movie is doing very well in uh, uh festivals it is um the the uh, reviews on rotten tomatoes are very strong and uh so it, it looks like it's one that's going to be uh worth checking out yeah. now the question is when does it come out and i think it's december 7th oh okay uh, so it comes out just a little, yeah, December 7th yeah, okay. in the U.S. Um, and where does it come out? It's, uh, yeah, U.S., December 7th, Portugal, Netherlands, and Russia after that. We don't have any other international uh, release dates. But be on the lookout because it looks like it's going to be fun. <laughs> fun. Fun. <laughs> Entertaining. It'll be, All a, right. it'll be a ride. That's what it'll be. It, it, yeah. Maybe you can see it in a mall. <sighs> mm. Who goes to the mall to see movies anymore? No I got I I got some mall movies. You got some mall movies? Yeah, yeah. no, I mean our our big okay. I've got one. Our okay. So my two favorite theaters are not technically in a mall, <laughs> but the only Atmos theater in my area is actually a mall movie theater. Okay, you got to you got to pass the playground. Okay, this was the one. Did I tell you this story? Right outside the mall of this theater, there, it has one of those those uh, giant like uh, swings. Uh, where you you get into the harness? Is this like the big bungee thing? Go. Yeah, it's a big bungee thing. Yeah, 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 yeah bungee thing. And uh, I'm sitting there with my kids, and we're watching this, and my kids are like, <laughs> saying, "Wow, Dad, can we go on that? Can we go on that?" And I'm saying, "No, you can't go on that." As we watch kid after kid bounce on there, and I said, "We gotta go to the movie, movie over bungee thing." And as we're watching it, one of the mall bungee cords breaks. <laughs> And the kid <laughs> swings off to one oh, side no. and both my kids look over at me and say, let's go to the movie, dad. No, thank you. <laughs> go mall yes. safety regulations. Yes. <laughs> uh, those mall, so, those mall bound car- carnies in their sketchy yeah. rides. Yeah, exactly. Don't trust the mall carnies, <laughs> tiny hands. Uh, okay, so uh, we've got a list of mall movies. This is, of course, we're talking about Dawn of the Dead uh, that went live this week. The classic 1978 Romero zombie flick where uh, our survivors hole up in a mall. And uh, then then the zombies come and then the bikers come and then and it's just all it's mayhem. Uh, and so we offered a couple of choices and people chose movies set in malls. How did you do? Just barely, because I checked in and it was like a six to five on mall oh. movies and then biker movies. Because I think, I don't know, somebody rallied the troops on the the biker movies. So I, yeah, I, 
I'm, I was because yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I looked malls were well ahead. So I'm like, all right, I started building my list. And I looked last night. I was like, oh, oh, geez, this, this was a close one. I, we better hurry <laughs> up and record this show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we start making backup lists in case it's a, right. a close one on this one. I'm like, oh, I don't. <clears throat> we got to stop giving them choices like this. Totally. Well, and then. Totally. So. <clears throat> I did sort of negotiate a deal. I, I sold my soul to Nick Langdon mm-hmm. and, and promised and swore on Kevin Smith's beard that I would not include mall rats in this list. And then my brother <laughs> threw in there. He's like, yeah, how about scenes from mall? I'm like, well, okay. and then somebody said, how about don't include movies that have mall in the title at all? So, okay. so now it's come from so then chopping mall is out. <laughs> so I thought, wait a second, we're giving you choices that are already restricting us. And then it's like, They've just like taken Andy's rules and like just gone crazy yeah. with it of like, okay, you can do this, but not this, 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 or this. So it's like this really restrictive list that I, I agreed to. So, but I guess by doing that, I can, I can say, well, these are the films that I came up with because you put all these restrictions on me. So no more complaining. That's right. That's exactly right. It's it's not it's not me. It's you. Exactly. You want to put more rules? You want to you want to really hedge us in a corner? Because, and I, I'll clarify this: when I come up with my list, I am counting on movies that I have seen before, because mm-hmm. I need to. You know, for me, that's part of this of movies that I've seen and movies that I enjoy. Because to me, this whole thing is bringing up movies that maybe some of our listeners there have not heard of or seen in a long time or, or considered. And this is to just, you know, give them some additional uh, options when they're scrolling through looking for, for a movie. So I'm not going to just find a list of mall movies <clears throat> and throw them out here because I'm counting on, you know, our listeners here, depending on us to, to bring them quality content to view. So that quality, quality mall content. Well, yeah, I think so. So I'm going to preface this by saying my movies have scenes, which I feel are pretty significant to the movie that take place in the mall. But the entire movie is not set in the mall because, A, there aren't that many movies. And then when people start saying you can't have this and this, yes. then I'm like, then you're then you're hosed. Then, I, then I'm hosed. But I can say yeah. my first pick is a, yeah. set in a, has a scene that's set in a mall. And some people consider it a zombie movie. <gasps> some people? Who are those people, Steve? Me. <laughs> You're those people. <laughs> okay. okay. Outstanding. <laughs> it, it sort of falls into the zombie-esque. <laughs> you know, because... Do tell. So I'm talking about Night of the Comet. Uh, Night of the Comet. Yes, I oh, love that Steve. movie. It, it fits right in because you've got... You've got a comet that comes by, raining down whatever particles that turn people into like flesh-eating creatures, which they're not the mindless zombies, but they, you know, they are, you know, flesh eaters. Uh, so for me, that's close enough to zombie. And then I got them all. So I thought I'm I'm bridging the gap with this one. You are bridging, bridging, you are bridging the, the gap. gap. Can I tell you? I I don't have I I don't even know that I've seen Night of the Comet. It's from like 1985. Where were you? Like you know, come on, that's like prime cable. Yeah, I mean, TV. I'm, you know, this is where these B movies got thrown onto HBO or Showtime, and they were on like five times a day. Yeah. No, this seems like I, it's something I would have have probably worshipped. Yeah. Uh, 
at, at that time in my life. Two valley girls fighting against cannibal zombies and a sinister group of scientists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'd be all in on that. Gotta, and it's a 6.4 on the IMDb yeah, six-star rating it, scale. It would it, it tell you what. You're looking for something. Your kids will appreciate it. Because <laughs> kids will appreciate the, they, it. They enjoyed it. I think the story holds up. Yes, it's it's dated. It feels dated. Um, certain things. But there are other things that uh, just hold up really well. And the other thing that was a, a thrill for us as we were watching, because I remember... I think when I first started watching uh, Star Trek Voyager, I was like, mm-hmm. wait, this guy, this Chakotay guy looks familiar. Oh, yeah. He was in Night, he was of, the in Night of the Comet. So when we were watching it a few <laughs> weeks ago, I said to my daughter, I said, pay attention. You're going to recognize this this character that comes on in, in a couple of minutes. She's like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then a big grin. She's like, oh, my gosh, is that Chakotay? He's such a baby in this movie. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. All right. It's on the list. There we go. Night of the Comet. All right. Uh, my first uh, pick, I, I chose this pick because this is another pick that really cements into canon that malls are the Alamo for surviving groups of rampaging things. Oh, okay. Right? All right. Yes. And so I present to you a movie that is better than its title would suggest. Okay. Though maybe not by much. <laughs> and that movie is 2002's. Uh, David Arquette vehicle, yes. eight-legged freaks. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Thankfully, there is a mall to uh, the, which you can uh, you can seal and protect yourselves from the hordes of gigantic, uh, chemically altered venomous spiders. Uh, David Arquette is in this movie. Carrie Wurr is in this movie. I love Carrie Wurr. And oh, how did she? and end up in this movie uh you know how'd she end up in a lot of movies that she's in but i think she's really (laughs) delightful (laughs) okay so wikipedia also says you're forgetting somebody really important that was in this movie scarlett johansson was apparently in (laughs) as well (laughs) so i I may need to watch this again i remember watching it when it first came out i think i rented it and yeah it was a lot of fun it was, yeah. It's silly and fun, but to me, yeah. th- it's the perfect time of year for something like this. And to see young Scarlett Johansson fighting giant spiders, I may just have to check this one out again. True, that's absolutely true. Uh, yeah, it, it's it is a it's a funny movie, and the faces that show up beyond just David Arquette and Carrie Wer and Scarlett Johansson, Dougie Doug is in this movie, <laughs> and. <laughs> I mean, you see Dougie Doug like with a crossbow. Oh my. <laughs> he's a he's a funny dude. Uh and I I miss Dougie Doug. Uh <laughs> I I feel like I just don't get enough Dougie Doug in my life. Uh and he's still I mean, he's still out there doing Is it. He? You know okay. what I mean? Cuz like I was wondering. I was just looking working. at this cast saying you don't hear much about many of these people anymore. So yeah, yeah, no. So he's he's got some things uh, going on, and so I'm, you know, I'm I I think this is a this is a fun throwback movie, two thousand two, Eight Legged Freaks. Okay. I actually, you know, it's funny because I I had been. This is one of those I think Andy gave me a lot of trouble on because it took me forever to see it. Oh. I only saw it just at like a two years oh, ago, really? maybe two oh, years okay. ago, a year ago, something like that. So I had I had skipped it completely, but uh, yeah, it's again better than the title would indicate. Okay. All right. So my second. All right. What's your next one? My next one. This is a, a film that, unfortunately for me, the tr- 
trailers ruined this one. And I mean, this was back in the 90s. And it was, I was still very much into watching trailers. But this is one where, um, saw the trailer sort of sort of ruined a big reveal in this movie um and that's the scene that takes place in this mall and i'm talking about terminator 2 because i had a friend that had a friend that had not seen any trailers for this and so we've got john connor in the mall and we've got two terminators coming at him and she had not seen any of the trailers which had seen you know Shown Arnold Schwarzenegger, I promise not to hurt anybody. So she's on edge of her seat. Like, what is going on? There's these two guys. And then when Arnold says, you know, get down or whatever, she's like, oh, he's the good one. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what a way to experience this movie. But I'm picking Terminator 2 because of that scene, because it is sort of the critical reveal of who are the, who's who's the Terminator out to kill John Connor? Who's the one that's out to save him? Uh, just a great suspenseful moment if you haven't seen the movie before and haven't seen the trailer. Uh, so that's where I'm I'm going with Terminator Two. Ah, oh, Terminator Two. That's a that's a good one. It, it falls in the Andy and Nelson. You can't talk about that movie on Saturdays. Yeah, uh, I know. category. But, but I don't care. He's not here, so he's not. <laughs> I got it. so many other rules I'm dealing with. I got to do something. There are only so many rules one can handle. But I, and, and that actually, you know, one of the key movies that I really wanted to talk about, but I can't, is uh, uh, this great bank movie. It was another speakeasy. What was it? Uh, uh, Silent Partner. The whole Silent Partner takes place in, uh, in, in a mall bank. And it was great. It was we had a great time. Anyway, oh, I guess uh, I could say Christopher Plummer in a dress. See, I didn't talk about Terminator Two, so I can include it. See, if I had talked about, see, I'm gonna. Did you talk about the silent? Is Silent Partner one of your picks? Because if it's not, it should be. No, no, because I haven't seen it. I'm not allowed to. Oh, you're right. Another rule. Yeah. See, I if I I had to have seen it and not talked about it on the show. So there we go. These are the worst. Yeah. Rules. (laughs) Speaking of the worst, I got one that's the worst. The worst. Here's a movie that is. The worst. Okay. <laughs> it is 2003. Billy Bob Thornton uh, as uh, a a drunk, foul mouth. I mean, foul mouth. Bad, bad Santa. Uh, and this is another movie that for some reason I skipped uh, for many, many years. It took me way too long to see this movie. I still haven't uh, seen it. Fact, Do I need to see really? this? Do I really need to oh, see totally. this? Okay. Totally oh, need to see this movie. Right. You totally need to see this movie. There's nothing. Uh, okay. There is very little redeeming about anybody in this mo- in these movies, <laughs> and and that is uh, that can be enormously satisfying. So I would just you know know going into it that that's what you're going to get. But I'm telling you, Billy Bob Thornton and Tony Cox are amazing together uh, in in this movie and super fun. Lauren Graham is in it, who's delightful. Bernie Mac, ugh. Oh, Bernie Mac. Anyway, this was a, a really fun movie. Oh, my goodness. John Ritter was in this movie. I, I'd even forgotten that. Oh, my heart bleeds for this movie. Uh, anyway, it, it is a uh, it was really fun and funny. And I'm telling you, uh, you get you get a good sense of the tone uh, by watching a couple of YouTube clips. But seeing it all together, it's it, it it's an overwhelming amount of comedy. Uh, bad people. All right. Because as I was looking for to sort of round up my list, I was looking and that one came up and I thought, well, I haven't seen it. And it was one where I'm just like, do I really need to? Is there something to be gained from from watching this movie? 
And apparently yeah. there is. All right. There is. All right. There is. I will. They, it, this, you know, it's, it's man versus man. It's man versus self, right? He's trying to come to terms with uh, a massive uh, influence in his life and how he can, can, uh, how he relates to his, the changes that he's feeling inside of him. And it's, it's great to watch. I, I just think Billy Bob Thornton does a terrific job at this movie. Now, I am, I am an unabashed Billy Bob Thornton fan. I even uh, like that uh, John Cusack, Billy Bob Thornton uh, movie where they played uh, air traffic controllers. Oh, yes. You remember? Yeah. You remember that? Yes. I loved that movie. I loved that. I can't even think of the name of it Pushing right now, tin. but I loved that. that. Was Pushing, Pushing tin. tin. Yes. Oh, I loved that movie. When they go lie down under the jet wash yes. and they get thrown. <laughs> 80 feet in the air. Uh, it is fantastic. So, um, you know, if you don't like Billy Bob Thornton, maybe this is not the movie for you. But I'm a big fan, and I think uh, I think he's great. So there you go. Bad okay. Santa. All 2003. right. 2003. What's your next one? Whew. Okay. I got through that unscathed because I my final pick, I said, this is, this is the one. And my wife agreed, and she said, well, you got to do that one first because Pete's going to steal it. And I said, no, 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 no. I, I don't think he's going to steal it. She said, if he steals this... You have to tell him <laughs> that I warned you and that you have to you have to let him know that she told me to do it first because she thought it was going to get stolen. And so far, it has not. And I'm proud to say that this is my top movie with scenes in a mall. Uh, or I already a scene I feel like you are about to steal mine. Oh, I don't know. Uh, no, you're building it up so much. Uh, well, that I feel it's like probably not because I don't know how... This is a regional thing, maybe. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, so okay. prior to getting in the mall, the line of dialogue that occurs, you got us into this parking lot, pal. Now you get us out. You want out of this parking lot? Okay. You know what I'm talking I about? Don't I don't. I, that doesn't no. ring a bell. No. The new Oldsmobiles are in early this year. Joliet, Jake, and Elwood Blues. The Blues Brothers. Oh, come on, Blues Brothers. (laughs) They destroy the mall. Oh, they destroy the mall. (laughs) See, I grew up in the north suburbs of Chicago, so when you have a movie like this that is just all over the city and just wrecking everything, uh, as a kid, you watch this a lot. And uh, for me, just, yeah. They the the number of cars that they destroy in the movie is insane. The number of cars that are actually driving through the mall and watching this clip again, I am surprised. At, you know, there are cars just cruising through this mall, and there are people, pedestrians, who I'm assuming is a large stunt crew that are like leaping out of the way. Uh, as the scene ends, they as they're exiting through, they they crash through. It looks like part of a grocery store, and there's two people like in the cereal aisle there. And as one of the guys rushes to get out of the way, as the car comes through, he actually runs straight into the camera and then it it cuts to like exterior shot. So (laughs) I, I am amazed that nobody was, was killed with the scene. Cause as you watch, it's just amazing how close these cars are coming to these people and the cars are moving at a significant rate of speed through this mall. Yeah. Right. That's, that's my number one because it doesn't get any better than Jake and Elwood tearing up the mall. That is a great pick, uh, just a great pick. And I, you know what? I can't believe I'm. I'm a little bit ashamed that I didn't pick it, but only a little bit because my final pick gives me such delight. Uh, not only delight because it's an amazing movie, uh, but also that you didn't pick it. And that is 1985's Jackie Chan Police Story. I haven't seen it. I haven't <gasps> seen it. I know. 
That was one that came up a lot, and I was like, I have not seen that one. I can't tell you how much I love this movie. It is, uh, it's great. It it is, um, uh, you know, the the great big set piece at the end when Jackie Chan is fighting the the goons and he's trying to protect uh, uh, the young Maggie Chung. And I, I mean, it's just, it's just an amazing. Uh, experience watching him do what he does, especially if you're not. I I wish that I could go back and watch this movie not knowing what I know about Jackie Chan, oh, okay. uh, because he is a straight up superhero uh, in this movie. The things he does with his body, the hits that he takes, the falls that he executes, uh, it, it is a stunning, stunning uh, force on screen uh we have seen uh, we've actually talked about some maggie chung movies uh she's uh, various was i think her fifth feature uh we talked about her in hero and in the mood for love uh and uh she's fantastic it's great to see her i think she was i don't know she looks about 13 in this movie she wasn't but she (laughs) looks very very young uh this was uh, really fun to see all these people on screen it was a just terrific and this is one of those movies i think that uh because of the nature of the movie and because you know i i don't know you kind of know the story even if you haven't seen the movie you already know the story (laughs) so this is one that i feel like you could safely you should go you know see the whole movie but you could safely go watch this sequence and just be amazed because you know about jackie chan okay you could watch this uh the the stunt sequence in in uh, on YouTube or something and and get enough out of it to know that you have to see the rest of this movie. He's just fantastic. So there you go. Okay. Police story. I can't I can't believe you haven't seen it, but I'm very excited. Okay. That's, well, you've got that's you've got two on your list. I'm two out of three on your list there. That two, two out of three that I got to see here. So giving me something to do oh, over the holidays. Yeah, that's I right. Guess. Yeah, that's right. And I that's great. I uh, I'm only got one out of three yeah. that I need to see yeah. for you. I feel pretty good about that feel pretty good about that there you go so now we're on to our next movie and that is day of the dead oh dear i've done no thinking about day of the dead yet uh what are we going to talk about with day of the dead it's it's another it's another zombie movie here we are <laughs> well that's uh you did that to us uh uh but it's, it's you know, they're the all they're all different movie. right they're all different because there's oh yeah there's different places there's different topics that are sort of being taken on because this one was about consumerism in the mall this one it's been a while since I've it's been a long time since I've seen this one as well. Um, so do you remember where they are because the location is the biggest standout thing for me. It's the that they're they're in the bunker underground. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Which is amazing. And um, the Wampum Underground Industrial Complex, which is which you can go rent office space in now to this very day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's really cool. And link is in the show notes for the show uh, that goes. Uh, this week and so uh it makes me want to move there because i want a bunker office <laughs> great for podcasting yes um it is the scientist versus the military uh right. joe Pilato plays rhodes who is this insane uh captain of the little military unit and he is just completely off his rocker so we have the nutso uh military captain um I feel like we also tried to talk about that. That was on our list, the the maniacal military leader yes. in one of the Planet of the Apes yes. movies that maybe wasn't selected. So that that could be there. Um, 
we have uh, a terrible downer movie with a happy ending. Um, <laughs> we have a happy ending to this one. So now what? Yeah, the, I mean, they, the, they get away yeah, and they the, live on a beach. The scientists are trying to, because there's the whole military and science thing. Because what the scientists yeah. are trying to what like? Trying well, they're to trying to find humanity, humanity right within the yeah within the yeah within the zombies, He's, and yeah. it's it's so stupid, right? Oh, we also have the the uh, stereotype within a stereotype of the scientist, like the main scientist that they call Doctor Frankenstein, yeah. uh, which is a non-ironic, ironic title for <laughs> yes. him. Like he's Richard Liberty plays Logan, and he is a nut, uh, and so the stereotypical nutso scientist, science overall else, uh, might oh, be an yeah. interesting okay yeah. uh, character. I mean, th- that's the extreme. We have the scientist craziness, and we have the military craziness for Rhodes, and uh, it's. It makes it n- not as yeah. <laughs> I, so we, I was we less we into do, this movie. So we could say what scientists blinded by science, blinded by science blinded, movies. Oh, that's go. great. Okay. Yeah, blinded by science movies. You blinded me with science. Yes, and then we have we uh, we have what the unexpected happy ending is that what you would call uh, it? The unexpected <laughs> happy ending. <laughs> I am worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can, I if I have movies I don't know there. Um, I sure hope Andy's back next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never saw, the, um, you, never, you never saw Macbeth with the happy ending version. <laughs> <laughs> the one she where she was just locked in her car. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. The uh, let's see, unexpected happy ending, blinded by science movies, and um, well, what underground bunkers? Oh, right, underground bunker movies. Yeah, I think that has to be on. Oh, yeah, all right, uh, underground bunker movies. Good, I got it. Okay, I'm set. I feel like we've got a nice set of three movies and guaranteed one that they're everybody's (laughs) gonna pick. I just know that they're gonna do that to us, and then they'll start throwing rules at us. That's right. <laughs> underground you underground b- bunker and movies. Here's how you have to do it. <laughs> underground bunker movies where the bunker is not made out of concrete. That's right. <laughs> right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. In this case, it's all limestone. Yeah. And, you know, here's another thing. Movies where principal characters keep throwing trash on the floor. Yeah. That happens in this movie more than anything else. Probably more than any zombie thing. She keeps taking aspirin out of this little first aid kit and, just throw and throws the trash on the floor. <laughs> Who's picking up that trash? Because it's never there the next time she does it. They've got the, it's never there. The trained zombies are, you know, the custodial. The tra- <laughs> Bub. Bub yeah. is a custodian. Yes. Uh, this movie. All right. Uh, I think this is great. I think this is a fine set of movies for everybody to get ready for. Uh, and uh, thanks, everybody, for downloading and listening to this because that means that you're a supporter of the show and we just um we we love doing that with the supporters of this show and every show that we do on the next reel uh we've got um um yeah got a good holiday season coming up some good movies coming out i'm looking forward to getting back to the theater oh yes that's it everybody thank you have a great weekend hondo 
I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. (laughs) 